I decided, you know, I should probably go back to therapy. figured out what's happening over there. Drug dealer? They have a dog. <laughs> uh, so they're letting their dog out. I was gonna, I genuinely, I don't know why I'm like lagging tonight. I thought you, like the dog was leaving. <laughs> She's like, where's the dog going on its own? You mean the dog goes in and out of your like, solo. I'm like buffering. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. <laughs> Something's the matter, okay. Maybe it's the fact that I just had a stroke. I literally had a thought, and then as soon okay, as I opened okay. my mouth, it has left me. I don't know. Maybe this oh. is the end. Could Please, be worse. Don't say that. Okay, what is it? Time. That's if you're having a stroke. That's the acronym, isn't it? What is it? Time. Um, time. Smell. No. You smell Stella. Stop. All I know is on Dallas smart. Cowboys cheerleaders it's when smart. they get on it's Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders when they get injured, they do rice. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. That's all I know. That makes sense. What's the stroke one? We had a poster at the water park. I think it's smart. Stroke. Oh, you're doing it. Stroke acronym. Mm-hmm. Fast. We <laughs> <laughs> were not close. But you know what? One of the T is time. Yeah. So I was Fa- closer than you. I'm just facial like- drooping, <laughs> arm weakness, speech difficulty, and time. But arm weakness isn't a side... Isn't a... Like a... What is that? Symptom for women. Like really? tightness in your jaw is. Okay, so the acronym hates women. <laughs> Doesn't everything? <laughs> Sexist. Oh, God. Have you never Sexist seen those commercials? I remember in like college in one of my like women's studies classes, they were showing, they showed us like a commercial of the symptom of like a woman having a stroke and her husband and like her kids thought she was fine because they were like, well, it's not a stroke. Your arms are fine, but it's like oh God. she had like jaw tightness and something else. So now, as a woman living with TMJ, that is horrifying to hear. My jaw, but it's like so many extreme. It's like extreme, t- extreme tightness. All right, <laughs> I'll pay attention. I mean, what are the odds of having a stroke so young? I mean, not zero. <laughs> <laughs> The odds are definitely there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never said hello. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Wonderful. Shelby, how are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, my God. <laughs> seems, seems put on, but all right. <laughs> yeah, copier. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if this like happens to you guys when the seasons change. I feel a real need to nest mm-hmm. and like fill my home with the seasonal decor. So I have a house now instead of an apartment. So I needed more shit to fill my house. Obviously. So I wanted more throw pillows and like blankets and candles and all this stuff. And I was out running errands yesterday and I was getting candles and I was thinking about all these like Instagram videos and shit I've seen of people telling me that candles are full of toxins and you shouldn't light them in your house because they're just releasing toxins into the air and like I get it but (laughs) life is too short for everything to be bad I can't not burn candles in my house you know what I mean yeah we're all dying I mean we're all exactly Mm -hmm. and it's just I feel like this is on a lower scale just this competition to be like who can be the best human being Mm -hmm. and it's just exhausting I'm tired I can't I can't not light (laughs) candles I'm not not going to vape when I'm drunk. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do things that are bad for me. And I'm tired of society making me feel like shit for them. I'll never mm-hmm. be in the top 100 people. Therefore, I'm going to keep burning my candles. But you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, all these people. It's, like, people are trying to outwoke each other. Mm. Yes. Like, culturally, spiritually, mm-hmm. toxins in your house, Ali. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> let me live my life, Karen. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for you to tell my first me opening that. story, guys. I was waiting for you to tell me that, like, someone called you out for buying candles, and I was, like, ready to go. If someone in Meyer, because that's where I buy my candles. Because, again, this is the other thing. I understand fast fashion and, like, 
Jeff Bezos is a is I hate him. If mm-hmm. I saw Jeff Bezos on the street, I would run him over in my car. Sure. Like I'm not I'm not alone in that. I'm not like I'm aware of some of my favorite videos on the internet are people yelling at Jeff Bezos in the streets. I love him. I just he's just the worst. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm 25 and I have no money and no time. Mm-hmm. So Amazon presents this financially realistic, convenient option. Mm-hmm. And, and you I- know what? I like it when Alexa wakes me up and tells me the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like being able to tell Alexa to pause when I'm on the phone. You know I what? I can't help it. Like, I'm human. <laughs> and I feel bad because I do hate Jeffrey Bezos. Like, I hate him. He's the worst. It makes me very angry that he's like a billionaire and doesn't pay taxes and like spends all his money to go to space for 25 minutes to prove that he doesn't have the smallest peen in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't Oh my God, when man. he said, thank you to all the Amazon workers Ugh. and people who order on Amazon, this all happened because of you or whatever he said. I was like, said. don't you dare thank me. I think I can speak for everyone. We wanted to rip his throat right yeah, now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just makes me frustrated. It's like a vicious cycle of like, mm-hmm. you are aware of the shitty things going mm-hmm. on, but you're also broke. So you have to, it's like they know, like the Waltons with Walmart, Jeff Bezos with Amazon, they know that you need them. And they can mm-hmm. be pretty shitty because at the end of the day, you're going to need them eventually. Carl yeah. and I talk about all the time how Jeff Bezos just pisses me off because I don't understand how someone could have that much money and not want to just like throw it into the greater good. I've said that the same thing to him. And Carl's like, well, he can't, like no one can force him to spend his money. And I'm like, that's fine. You're right. Nobody can. But what kind of person are you to not want to, like, do these things for the same earth you have? We get into it all the time. And I'm just like, I don't, I can't fathom having that much money and just, like, hoarding it into things. It makes, even, like, professional athletes. Like, I think football players and basketball players make ungodly amounts of money. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. obscene to me when they post, like, just their basketball, like, team salary. Because all the, like, Steph Curry and LeBron and, like, all these people have, like, shoes and headphones and like all these other sponsors and they're making like tens of thousands of dollars and it makes me want to throw up like nobody needs that much money Mm -hmm. it makes me so fucking angry Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm still gonna buy amazon like i cannot easy and it's always the cheapest option and it comes in two fucking days it's like god i can't i can't not Mackenzie bought a rug and she goes i pay for prime it should be here in two days they said it's gonna be here in four and they still had it there in two days she called me she Mm -hmm. goes you were right like it's still it was still here like they, yeah. how do they do it? I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like slave labor. It, <laughs> and, and it's hard because you know that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever feel guilty for it, or is it like just me? All the time because mm-hmm. my brother makes me feel like shit about it because he is very like he doesn't order from Amazon. He does like he doesn't have an Amazon account. He doesn't use anything Alexa, Amazon. Like he won't use it, and it makes me feel like I should be like that. I try so hard. Like I really do, and I try to go out of my way to buy from other stores or like mom and pop stores and I would prefer to do that but sometimes that's just not an option Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. even like I went to Target which I understand is not a mom and pop shop but it's better than Amazon in some ways but a throw pillow is like $45 and like I like Chip and Joanna Gaines but I don't need my house to like Magnolia threw up in it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't need a $55 throw pillow Joanna how fucking dare you (laughs) Joanna, I know you have six kids, but, like, I don't need it. (laughs) But, like, I'm poor. (laughs) But you know who's eating that shit up? Like, middle-aged women. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, who has that much money to just go drop hundreds of dollars on, like, three throw pillows? I almost did it, too. I was almost like, this is a really cute pillow. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this because that's fucking financially irresponsible. Sure. But then if I go on Amazon and buy, like, six pillows for $4... (laughs) I'm like killing like a small village. Like it's just there's no winning. God. It keeps me up at night. So how's your guys' mental health doing? <laughs> now, not great. <laughs> really guilty about everything. Thinking about all my Amazon orders and cringing. I was talking to my brother today about. Um, I always call him and I forget like if I'm calling him on days that he has to go to therapy. And I said, you know, I should probably go back to therapy. I just don't feel like finding a new therapist. And he goes, why not? I said, well, it's just like a lot of work getting to know someone else. He's like, just find, you need therapy. Just find the new therapist. And I'm like, huh. A lot of people are telling me I should go back to therapy. So I feel like finding a therapist in general 
is really, really hard because, you know, if honestly, if the vibe is off with them, like you don't want to like, find another one. You don't want to find another one, which is why I haven't gone mm-hmm. back. But you also don't want to have to re-explain everything with someone who you've already gone through whatever it is you're going through with once. And I think that's probably like a big reason that, especially in your 20s, that mental health can struggle so much is because like if you've already opened up to somebody, like I know personally, I've already opened up and like talked through things that were happening at that point with someone. I don't want to have to retell the entire story. And I think that can be really, really hard, especially when you are in your 20s and going through like you're graduating college maybe and you're deciding if you want to go to grad school, you're getting married, you're Mm -hmm. moving out, you already have all these other things going on. So for me personally, it just feels like another thing on my list to have to do that I just like, it's on the bottom, I want to ignore it. And so I know, like I know that I should go back to therapy. My husband knows I should probably go back to therapy, <laughs> but it's not a priority for me at the moment because it's so much work. To it's a lot of work, and therapist. as a new patient, there's always like long waits usually mm-hmm. for good therapists and to you know do that and it not work out. Like that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Well, and good therapists can be expensive and like mm-hmm. not where you live. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't want to walk into. A therapist's office and suddenly it's another 25 year old who just got their master's degree looking back <laughs> at me and I'm like listen because <laughs> that's what like in college she had like just graduated college and there was still that like gap but now I'm that age and I'm like I don't want to see other people my age because we're all fucked up you know mm-hmm. in one way or another and it's another one of these things that I think about all the time when I get overwhelmed with things right now at 25 or however old you are is I think, okay, I'm 25, like, I'm the oldest I've been, and, like, I should have some of my shit together, but I'm also, I think about my parents or, like, other adults I've seen that were probably married and had kids and, like, owned a house by the time they were 25, but they still didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and they met their mentor, like, got into this, and this taught them this, and this led them to this, or whatever, and it's, like, all a journey, and I'm trying to tell myself, like, you're going to fuck up right now and it's going to be okay because it's going to help you when you're 45 and you're not going to fuck up then. <laughs> We're going to be helping people and teaching them how to not fuck up. And it's just going to take me a minute and I have to accept the fact that I'm going to fuck up now. Yeah. I feel like being in grad school right now, it's a weird thing where you always say this. It's like the only thing anyone wants to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hey, how's school? It's like, I'm fine, thanks. Like, what do you mean? Like, Literally. It's fine. And what about me? You know, why aren't you asking about how I'm doing? Yeah, because, like, the week we started grad school, you moved into an apartment. It was, like, nobody asked you, like, hey, how's yeah. the move? How's the new place? Or mm-hmm. whatever. No. It's always, how are your classes going? And like, I this don't... is, like, the least interesting thing about me. Like, people get master's degrees. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, people I, get master's cool. degrees every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the new standard. If you're not getting a master's degree, you're, like, behind. Like, no shade. That was us four minutes ago. Yeah. It's fucked up. It shouldn't be that way. It Go is. to trade school. honestly I told one of my best friends that has kids I was like college is a fucking scam tell your kids to do HVAC or something like this is not it I do like how everyone who's like our age and a little bit older a little bit younger are very open about therapy and it's not this like um it doesn't have such a negative connotation anymore because I feel like everyone's like oh yeah when I was in therapy or oh yeah my therapist said this and I think it helps erase that stigma, which then helps other people like, oh, okay, this isn't like, I'm not crazy. I just need help processing. So I feel like, like our grandparents, if you were in therapy, it's like, oh, she's in therapy. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm glad that like anyone can talk about it openly and it can be like a good conversation and it can help other people realize like, this is a good thing. I, I think everyone should be in therapy. Everyone should see a therapist. Hear that? Everyone hear that at home. You're right. Listeners, listeners at home, <laughs> go to therapy. fucking therapy. <laughs> I also feel like we're at this weird place in life where we are still older. People think we're fucking children, mm-hmm. and we still want to be like young and carefree and not have to figure anything <laughs> out. But then you're also young people think you're old as fuck and think mm-hmm. you should have everything mm-hmm. figured out. You have a 401k and yeah, like bills and shit. And it just is this weird place where you're trying to be happy and free and 
do whatever the fuck you want and you also have like serious shit you have to plan for mm-hmm. that's hard to like balance that mm-hmm. it's overwhelming yeah. a girl at work today said that we look 21 it's and I said happen. god I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not honestly could you fucking imagine being 21 again you oh, couldn't oh. pay me to be any age I have been before Mm-mm. and I think that's probably a good thing like cause you yeah. have to grow through that like if you want to go back to being 16 Get your shit together. Oh my my dad tells this story where he was getting shoes, like back to school shoes, like his freshman year of high school. And the, he went with my grandmother and the shoe salesman said, oh my God, high school are the best four years of my life. And my grandmother said, don't ever be that guy. Don't mm-hmm. ever be the guy that was like, oh my God, if I could be 17 again. No. Zach Efron reference. <laughs> I would do anything to go back to high school. You couldn't pay me to go back to high school. Mm-mm. It wasn't that horrible, but like, who the fuck wants to be 16 again? I think I'd go back for like one day because I feel like the high schoolers now are so far removed from like everything. Like I wore leggings and quarter zips from pink and Uggs or whatever. And now like, I like to see the differences in, but I wouldn't stay. Does but that make I, sense? I wouldn't even go back for one. I feel like what's so hard is that, yeah, I'm old as fuck. I don't look cute and like corduroy and like mom jeans. Like I don't, I'm mm-hmm. like molasses. I'm not an old kindred spirit. <laughs> I'm like an out of touch, like fucking grandmother. Okay. I get that about myself, but I feel like there's, it must be really hard to be 16 right now because everyone thinks that you're like social, like super socially conscious mm-hmm. and aware of everything and you're super mature and like, they're fucking 16. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much stupid shit I did when I was 16 that I wish <laughs> I could smack myself up the side of the head for? You don't know what the fuck you're doing at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. I'm kind of figuring it out at 25. <laughs> like, I just think it must be really hard to be like a visco girl that's just trying to figure oh it out. <laughs> and I feel like adults don't understand like, Kids don't know either. Like, they, they, it's unrealistic to expect 16 or 17 year olds, even like 13 year olds, to know everything that you know. And I feel like that is, like, they, I guess, I don't know, high schoolers have their own shit. And to put like other stuff on top of them that like other expectations is just like fucked up, I guess. Well, have you ever caught yourself doing that? Because I definitely have. When I had like older skaters, I definitely caught myself being like, I'm being a bitch. Like, they're, babies this is mm-hmm. the oldest they've ever been this is the most responsibility they've ever had they're figuring all this out for the first time and of course i know what i want them to do because i'm in my 20s and they're 15 like they don't know what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. and that's not a huge difference but it's a huge difference you know i think I mean? the same thing when i'm like interacting with kids it's like you have to, you, like, you immediately think oh my god they know better they know better but mm-hmm. like do they know better like right. do they really know that this isn't what you're supposed to do has anyone taught them to wash their face has anyone taught them to like brush their hair mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the, it's not their fault if they look like shit if no one's teaching them you know what I mean? things like that well and it's like you have to remember like yeah people make these jokes all the time about like three four five year olds like throwing a tantrum like oh my god your life is so hard their life has literally never been harder people <laughs> expect so much more from you at three four and five and they did it one two and three like shit gets complicated and you are stressed out and you don't know what's going on and mm-hmm. i don't know about you guys but when i like look back at my early conscience i never remember feeling like oh my god i'm so carefree and adorable people let me do whatever i want <laughs> like i remember being stressed out that i was gonna fuck something up like from yeah. a very young age and maybe that's a problem i should explore in therapy but <laughs> <laughs> i never remember thinking of myself the way i have caught myself thinking other children view themselves does that make sense that was mm-hmm. a lot of words yeah but it's they're the oldest they've ever been. And it's mm-hmm. just, I feel like there's a big disconnect for every age in life between mm-hmm. not understanding that. I remember I came home, I was in kindergarten and I came home from school and like the worst thing that ever happened to me was what we had for school lunch that day. And I'm like, mom, we had chicken sandwiches and it was gross. And she's like, okay, like, I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> and it was the worst day of my life. And because that, that that's all it was, the worst day was because of school lunch and now it's like just I don't know I don't know well that's like being in your 20s specifically your mid-20s it's like you want to go back to that you want to go back to your hardest Mm -hmm. fucking thing in your life is being a school lunch but you also want to start to like do your own thing and like you have to figure shit out and like pay bills and things that you didn't ever have to do before so it's like this weird thing you're trying to like 
hold on to your youth, but also like reach towards the future. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's like it feels like a fucking fucked up game. Yeah, like, it's, I don't, it's a game. It's a game. What is that thing we used to say? Broken system. It's a broken it's system. It's a broken system. Because it is like everything gets harder. Mm-hmm. But you can also, like, drink, and, like, you have your own money, and you have your own apartment, and you can, like, hang out with your friends, and, like, yeah. it gets a little bit more fun in different ways, and you can do things you actually want to do, and you can mm-hmm. wear what you want to wear, and yeah. no one's going to fucking tell you anything. Yeah. Just expectations from everybody, can they're just really heavy. And then you have, like, yeah. your own expectations for yourself mm-hmm. on top of what your parents expect, and just, like, society in general expects, and, like, all this stuff, and it's just, like... I don't take a breath. It's the same thing as everyone saying everything's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. It's like one week, it's like, don't eat gluten, it's going to kill you. And they're like, actually, gluten's okay. Don't eat sugar. Sugar's the enemy. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And it's like, even for like skincare, I catch it. Like every time I'm on Instagram or Facebook and I see a new listicle for some new fucking BHA toner that I need, I look at it and it's the same fucking tone. It's like the same chemical makeup as the toner I have. Mm -hmm. But something in me is telling me the toner I have is the enemy and this toner I need is the miracle serum that is going to bring me back from the dead. I don't know, man. And it's a problem. Like it's this Mm -hmm. horrible fucked up like system of like, okay, I really need this to survive and be great. Okay, I have it. Okay, wait, I need this. And it's just everything gets incrementally more expensive and it's all fucked up. It's just a horrible system. It's a broken game. I don't know who the fuck is out here like, all right, we get this life, we live for this long, let's make it as fucking hard as possible. Like, why? I don't know if it's a quarter-life crisis thing that I'm experiencing lately (laughs) because this is really all I've been thinking about for the past few weeks. But everything that I was like harboring or like carrying with me and all these things that I wanted to make sure I did perfectly. I'm just thinking like, why the fuck do I even care? Like, honestly, the only person, your life is, you're never going to be happy with your life if you're living it for someone else to Mm -hmm. be happy with Mm -hmm. or for someone else to speak highly of you at a cocktail party or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not happy with the choices you're making and you feel like unfulfilled at the end of the day it's all fucking useless anyway like if i need fucking throw pillows from amazon i'm not gonna keep me up at night because i'm poor (laughs) and i have no time (laughs) so like you gotta do what you gotta do and it's just i've recently come to the revelation that i can fuck up and it's gonna be okay and i can do what i want to do and at the end of the day when i'm a hundred and whatever years old i'm the only one that has to live with that shit anyway if you yeah. fuck up, people are going to leave you and you're going to be alone and you're the only one that has to live with your decisions. <laughs> so you're either going to be, like, you are the only one that has to live with your decisions. Yeah. And it's such an easy thing to say, but it really got beaten into my head this week. I don't know why. I have been going through something similar this week where suddenly, like, the things I've been holding on to, I don't give a shit about anymore. And I'm like, why am I holding on to this so deeply when it has nothing to do with where I'm at in my life right now? And it is very freeing. Like, suddenly I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do A, B, and C, and I'm going to feel good about it because who's going to tell me not to? And it's just like a whole new perspective. When I was in college, my mom used to always say like, okay, but you know you're going to turn out fine. And I'm like, mom, I know it's everything's going to be fine, and I know I'm going to get whatever done. Let me be in the moment for a minute. And I said, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just going to like, okay, if I fucked it up, I fucked it up. I don't have to deal with it anymore. My mom used to tell me, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to you, you're lucky. Because I would get dramatic about fucking (laughs) raining. Like, I would get dramatic about, like, the smallest things. And my mom would say, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to you in your life, you are extremely lucky. And when you're, like, 12, you're like, fuck off, mom. You're like, my mom, it's raining! (laughs) I'm just in my hair! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) But it's like when you're 25 and you think, like, Even when, you know, a few months ago, Hayden and I had this, like, really big septic problem in our house, and it was a fucking nightmare. I literally said to Hayden, this could be so much worse. Like, this could have happened when we weren't here. This could have been, like, actual, like, sewage water and Mm -hmm. not, like, Mm -hmm. clean water that was backing up into our house. It's like, this could have been infesting mold. This could have been, like, backing up into our kitchen and, like, flooding the whole... I was thinking, this could have been so much worse. And we're lucky that this was bad, but it wasn't the worst thing ever. Like, we were able to handle it. And it's taking this, like, anxiety and this big, like, ball of, like, fit that I used to, like, carry in my gut or something. And it's just slowly dissipating. And I can't help you get there because I don't know why it happened. It just mm-hmm. happened one morning. I woke up and I decided that I wasn't going to give a fuck anymore. <laughs> and I'm happy. 
I think the moon is somewhere because, listen, I'm on a Venus is in retrograde or whatever the fuck. I remember I had, it was my last semester of college before I graduated. I had two 10-page papers due and it was exam week. And I called my mom and I said, there's no way I'm going to get all this done. I'm working full time. I have my internship and I have all this shit to do. Like, what, what, and she's like, listen, it always turns out fine. I go, mom? I'm not calling for you to tell me it's going to be fine. I'm calling so I can vent to you because this shit sucks. And it's just, she always wishes that it always turns out fine. But sometimes you just need to freak out about it. Oh, 100%. And, and that's healthy. If you keep it all yeah. balled up, you get like an ulcer and bad skin. Yeah. And, you know, and it's I was not, like, I'm, not worth it. I'm literally no. just calling saying you need to freak out about it for a minute. But everyone fucking freaks out. It's like the thing that you see other people and you're like, oh, they have their shit together. They're mm-hmm. fucking perfect. Right. But like those people are fucked up too. Like everyone freaks out. Everyone has moments. Everyone's house is dirty sometimes. Everyone's mm-hmm. shit is fucked up sometimes. And I feel like people don't. They don't see the reality of the situation that everyone has shit going on, you know? Well, and it's, again, might just be me, but I think, okay, I can't freak out about this because I want people to think when I freak out, something is seriously wrong. I don't want Mm -hmm. people to think that I'm freaking out or getting overwhelmed about any little thing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want it to seem like I'm easily overwhelmed. Yeah. It's okay to be easily fucking overwhelmed. Like, shit fucking sucks sometimes. And it's okay to be like, this is too much. I need a break. I need to go home. I need a nap. I need a bottle yeah, of wine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. And to be able to find specific people that you can tell that to and people that, like, you can be honest with and be like, yeah. actually, I can't fucking handle this right now, so I'm going to go. Like, I yeah. feel like that's a, a big deal for people to have people like that in their lives. It doesn't have to be everybody. Like, you don't have to fucking cry to everybody. But, like, mm-hmm. you have to find people... That you can be fucked up with. You know well, yeah, I mean? because you can't be, like, unhinged and unprofessional. No. You can be, <laughs> yeah. you can confide in close friends. Yes. One thing that I've thought about since we've been in grad school is because we're all, now that Shelby has also been accepted into grad school, we're all going to be in a grad school program and working full-time. And that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I was really thinking about it, I was like, okay, I just need to take everything one day at a time. And that mm-hmm. sounds super simple. Humongous growth for me as a person. When I was younger, I vividly remember this. I don't know how old I was, but I had like just started making my bed for the first, like making the bed on my own. Aww. And I was making my bed and cleaning up my room every morning. And I remember by like noon that day, I had a complete mental breakdown thinking about doing that for the rest of my life, like thinking how responsible and on top of everything I needed to be from that point on in order to not let anybody down. And I remember going up to my mom and like crying and being like, I don't think I can do this. Like I, I can't. <laughs> oh my God. Guys, growth. I, I was unstable. I, was, <laughs> I remember going to my mom at the neighbor's house and just my mom was so understanding and she was like, honey, it's okay. You just have to take it one day at a time. Like this was a big deal and you did it and you're going to do it tomorrow. But right now it's done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> you and also have the rest of your day and the rest of your life. <laughs> literally, like it took me from whatever age I was when that happened to like four weeks ago to get to the <laughs> point of one day at a time. I just have to take one thing at a time. I need to like compartmentalize. And that sounds so easy. It's It was so hard for me to like really understand. It's like minimum 15 years of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it was so hard because like in high school, you think everything's the end of the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And then when like you're in college, everyone is telling you that you have to make your entire life make sense in those oh four God. years. And that's a lot of pressure. And you're trying to like have a social life and be fun because... When you're in college, it's basically like your free trial period before you hit adulthood. <laughs> so you have to fuck it all up then. And it's a lot. You're never focused and like centered and present in one thing. And I used to tell Hayden like every year on New Year's Eve, I was like, okay, my New Year's resolution is that I'm going to be more present because I'm not present at all. I'm always thinking about like something else or doing something else. And I'm trying so hard. Like I can't even put into words how hard I'm trying to really be present in situations. And it's so unbelievably difficult but 15 years guys i'm getting there for the next 15 you'll be great at it let's hope so that's funny because my 30 we're gonna get it 30 30 30 and thriving okay i'm gonna be able to make my bed and not cry about it someone find jenna rank i need razzles stat So what are you guys unstable about? Or is it just me? Where do you want me to start? 
No, Emma, where's your childhood trauma stem from? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I should go to therapy and maybe unpack them a little bit. I, I don't mean, know. I feel like... I feel like I maybe like, just, like, blacked out a lot of my memories. Like, I don't know. I don't ever remember feeling like making my bed was the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, I, I mean, even... that's, a being, that's a very personal to me thing. You can have your own trauma. We don't have to share a trauma. No, I know. I don't think we that, share alcohol. So. We don't have to share trauma. You know what I mean? There's not room enough for both in the friendship. <laughs> It would be weird if I said that exact same thing. Like, actually, around age seven, I start like, making my bed too. I'd be like, should I call the police? Is this like one of those obsessed Beyonce situations? Yeah, probably. Well, what you should do? Stop making your bed. That's what I did. <clears throat> oh, I can't. No, 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 no. Oh, no completely no. unlike fifteen years of work, Shelby. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to make your do bed. You know how hard it is for me to present it's myself. It's not hard to make your bed. Okay, you it's, pull up the sheet, yeah. you pull up the comforter, you you leave. It's hard yes. to make your bed when there's another the person action. sleeping in the bed. Then the person it. who's sleeping in it <laughs> yeah, should make, make the, the bed. bed. Hayden doesn't make the bed when he goes to the gym in the morning. I make the bed when I get up for work. I leave before Corey. Corey makes the bed. Hmm, yeah, that's how I leave before Hayden. Hayden makes the bed. Mm-hmm. Usually he leaves before me, but if he, I leave before him, he makes the bed. Hmm. I feel like we both use two blankets, but two completely separate blankets. Like, we don't sleep under a comforter together. Like So I fascinating. Have, I'm have, literally, like, glued to Hayden when I go to yeah. bed at night. I'm like, oh, you're no, sweating, me, I don't care. I literally, I get, because I'm freezing. Uh-huh. And I, and I don't sleep like that. <laughs> I'm in my, I, get in my coffin. In coffin. <laughs> <laughs> like, lay down, and then I'm like... Like, I just, like, leave myself in the cold, and then I get too hot, and I go, I love you. <laughs> we will do, like, that, but, like, I'll have to scoot, like, under his blanket, too. I, listen, I still sleep under my childhood quilt that my great-grandma made. It's disgusting. It's I, There's no shame in that. It's just interesting that you've been married for almost a year, and you don't know who makes the bed. Nobody makes the bed. We don't make the I bed. could not make my bed. I can't get into a bed and that's sleep not, that's not made. Not made. Like, I, I would literally, freak out. I'm like physically uncomfortable getting into a bed that's not made. Interesting. Isn't that weird? I, yeah. It's not weird. You're the weird one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, the majority here is 66% made bed, 33% chaos. I have found, though, like, if I, since I'm not working right now and I'm home most of the time, I'll like be running errands or something and I'll get home and Carl will be back in bed. So that might, he's like, I'm just going to nap on that lunch. I have a quick question. Yes. When you wash your sheets, do you make your bed or just throw the blankets back on? We usually forget that we washed our sheets so they're still in the dryer so we put them on before we get in bed to go to bed. Do you, you guys... live such a chaotic life? I was going to say, I literally put baking soda and lavender on my mattress mm-hmm. and vacuum it off. It's chaotic to me that mm-hmm. you don't do that. Yeah. My life chaotic? Yes. Yes, Yes, Shelby, you have a happy birthday banner up from like five years ago. And your pantry is beautiful, but it's filled with so much bulk food that you don't eat. (laughs) Oh my god. Oatmeal. It's not anymore. (laughs) I've never made MLS that hard. (laughs) So much bulk food. That's amazing. <laughs> you have a before picture. You should post a before and after picture. Yeah, would you? Because anything you're going to show me of your pantry right now is not how it looked the last time I was at your house. I don't have a picture now. Oh, okay. Hmm. I love you and I love your pantry. I want you to know that. I love my pantry. I like snacking out of your pantry. I'm telling you, we have a lot of snacks. Both snacks. Do you guys feel that your mental health was affected at all, positively or negatively? by like the pandemic and having to like stay home and your routine being changed. I think it made me less anxious, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like before the pandemic, I was very introverted. I was very worried about what everyone else thought of me and what everyone would think of me and what people would say about me. And then I kind of, it like in a weird way made me feel like nobody gives a shit about anything. Like, not nothing is that bad, you know what I mean? It's not that deep. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, I want to go out and fucking talk to people, and I want to go out and do things with people and meet new people and do things because like, who fucking cares? Like, who? Not having that made me realize how much I really wanted that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing something I wasn't doing before because of being like nervous of fucking whatever, and then not having it made me realize that I needed to do it, and that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think for me, it was nice 
I used to have, and I still do probably a little bit have a tendency of where I don't like to say no to people. And I probably take on too many things. And it was nice during like quarantine where you literally couldn't take on anything. Like it was like mm-hmm. the ultimate like unplug and like recharge and you can sleep all day and drink all night and do whatever the fuck you want. And it was nice to have that huge amount of time where it was just me and Hayden in our apartment and we could do whatever we wanted and we can go on walks and hang out. And I went home for a period of time and like you can literally, everybody understood like globally, everyone was mm-hmm. like, you know what? You need to take time. And like, it was yeah. so nice. And I think obviously for a lot of people, I had a lot of different things happen Like we were all lucky enough that we didn't lose our jobs and we mm-hmm. were all fine in that aspect. But it was nice that I feel like everything slowed down and like everybody understands that if something happened where there's like a gap in your life at that time, everyone's like, Oh, it's COVID. Yeah. Like it's like everyone understands that that basically everyone was on pause. Yeah. And I feel like you reminded people that it's okay to slow down and you're not going to fucking die. Like you can take a break and you can take a breather and you can do what you need to do for yourself. And like everyone will still be there. Everything will still be there. It will be fine no matter what is like happening with you you know what I mean yeah I feel like a lot of people picked up a lot of good habits and were like really taking care of themselves and realizing like what they wanted out of their life when you had time to really sit and like actually think about it and not worry about anything else you know well and it puts things into perspective like when I was in that time it was really hard for me because I was in Michigan and my entire family was in Maryland like my sister was still in college so she was like kicked like her college clothes and she Mm -hmm. had to go home And I was like, I just want to go home. Like, this kind of sucks. Like, I love Hayden and I love, like, my life here. But I just, you just want to be, it immediately brings you back to, like, your core and, like, your heart and just wanting to be wherever you feel the most comfortable. Yeah. I'm really thankful that I had that time. Mm -hmm. But I know it wasn't like that for everybody. And it's Mm -hmm. very fortunate to feel that way. During the pandemic, I really discovered different wine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I remember being this, like, I... Went into quarantine, this garbage college graduate that drank Riesling. Mm. And I came out of the pandemic, a 25-year-old that drinks dry white. Okay? I'm (laughs) proud of it. I'm proud of the growth I've made. I'm proud of you. Way shorter than the bed-making thing, but growth nonetheless. (laughs) Shelby, how was the pandemic for you? Um, I think like Emma, I was a lot less anxious. Like when we were home and, you know, our job was closed. Um, but I think because of like other underlying like health conditions that I have, like my mom pretty much put my, put Bubby and I on lockdown. Like we didn't leave the house. We didn't go into stores. Like my mom was really the only person who left even Carl, like he would go to the store, but like we were pretty much on lockdown. We'd go for walks and I'd get to go with like on drives. My mom's like, I don't know with your guys' asthma, like what could happen to you. So you're just going to stay home. I was like, all right, I'm cool with that. So I actually like. I had a really good time, which I feel bad saying, like, because a lot of people didn't have a good time, but, um, but then, like, when Carl and I were moving out, and we were going back to work and everything, I got more anxious because of so much unknown that, um, I went from being, like, you know, my own schedule, like, just kind of going through the day, doing whatever I wanted, to then suddenly... I'm going back in public after nine weeks, and that was, like, very unsettling to me. But we got through that, and it ended up being fine. But the initial, like, shutdown we were on, um, I personally think I thrived. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was nice. I remember being in the Panera drive-thru, and our clinical director called me and said that we were closing. Because I remember that week leading up to that, Mm -hmm. there was, like, you know, a lot of buzz about it and like no one knew what was going on and it was weird because it was just like why is everyone freaking out about this and then I she called me and I was like I'm not going to work tomorrow and then mm-hmm. Hayden went to work that Monday and then they closed and it was just I don't know it was kind of nice and then I remember when she emailed all of us and said hey we're reopening and we're all going to come back to work I was like it was a bummer. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was nice, but it is like yeah. weird because now nobody knows what to expect. At the yeah. beginning, everybody was like, "You're not fucking leaving your house," and mm-hmm. now it's for a while. We went back to work because we're qualified as like healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. It was well, you have to go to work and go home. Nobody's gonna do that. If they're gonna go to work, they're gonna go out. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go to dinner. They're gonna go to a bar. They're gonna go meet up with their friends. 
That's human nature. Because if they're expected to leave their house and go to work, they're going to do something for themselves. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like it just kind of like spirals out of control. Well, I'm glad we all came out of the pandemic in a positive way. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know... There was definitely people that it affected more. I have friends that it affected a lot, like not being able to leave their house and just if they lived alone, like having to be alone all day and figure out their norm of not being able to go to work, not being able to see any of their friends, like just literally being alone with your own thoughts. Like that's scary. Yeah. (laughs) Like I would not want to do that. I wouldn't want to be alone for nine weeks or whatever the fuck. That sounds horrible. Happy hour? Happy hour! Happy hour. Cheers? Live cheers? This is empty. It's right. bad it's luck. It's bad luck. Exactly. Do you need wine? Yeah. Anyone else want another drink? No. Do a little bit more. Okay. Check the time. Present. <laughs> Hello. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just seeing if it's like 9 o'clock. Should I like just not drink another one? But I'm thinking. It's happy hour, bitches. So did you guys watch the Grammys last night? No. I never watch award shows. Almost religiously, I don't watch them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, well, not for some reason, Hayden was traveling and I was home alone and bored. So I watched the Emmys. And you know what's funny? Were... You said Grammys. And I was like, I really thought the Emmys were on last night, but maybe I, I was Grammys? wrong. You did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. See, See I, I don't. Corrected yourself. I don't watch award shows. Yeah, I was just corrected yourself. Yeah, uh-huh. So I watched uh-huh. the Emmys last night. And it was so bizarre to me because I always thought the Emmys were like, you know, big affair. These people were literally sitting in like a conference room. Like yes. it was so small and they had everyone from the crown was basically in a, oh my God. In a room in, in London. Yeah. Zooming in. Oh. And then the poor guy from Queen's Gambit was like zooming in and he was nominated for an award and Queen's Gambit won an award as a show and he had to zoom in. But Ellen Pompeo was there to present an award. Makes no fucking sense. Hmm. Um, but it was interesting. And I feel like E! News makes these shows seem so much more interesting when they do highlights. It seems so much more interesting after the fact. Yeah, Nothing yeah. interesting happened at the uh-huh. Emmys. No, I really only watch for the outfits. Like, I like the pre-show stuff where they, like, talk and, like, show all their, like, dresses and suits and stuff. Like, I like the outfits of it, but, like, I don't give a shit about the awards. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, as long as The Crown is still a show, they're going to win every award they're nominated for. And Ted Lasso, like, the new Ted show Lasso is going to so win every good. time. And it made me so sad like that WandaVision didn't take anything home and that Lovecraft like, Country didn't take anything home and, and like, like um Pose didn't take anything Pose home Pose and I Hamilton I only took one thing Hamilton home. took like they took a one very award. bizarre thing home like yeah. it was not an actor it was not like the director mm-hmm. it was but like Ted Lasso won every category almost that it was nominated for. The Crown no, 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 always. Like three. They were nominated for like twelve things. The Crown. Well, they won supporting actor and actress and like main actor actress and best comedy. I think. Well, so Rebecca won and Roy Kent won. Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and then the show won. So they won four. Oh. Right. But they you were. You sound like a very seasoned award show watcher. We watch them every year. Wow. I'm the opposite. I, I don't. never watch them. I watch for the outfits and I turn it off. I don't watch and the I rest of it. And I wish because, like, at all the other Emmys, there were all these like wonderful speeches about like, I don't know, empowerment mm-hmm. or like taking up your space or whatever. And then this Emmys was like, and it was like nothing yeah. happened. I was so Why disappointed. Why did I waste my time? It was disappointing. Although I will tell you, Debbie Allen. Won the Governor's Award. She's a goddamn angel. And I am embarrassed that the first time I learned of Debbie Allen was in Grey's Anatomy. Hmm. And now that I know who Debbie Allen is as a person, I feel ashamed of myself (laughs) that I didn't know her from West Side Story. That's all. Mm -hmm. They were just, like, really boring this year. It made me sad. But as Amy would say, there are no Oscars, so it doesn't matter. She goes, well, it's not the Oscars. And I go, it's still an award. She goes, but it's not the Oscars. It's, it's the first E and E got. Right. I'm like, okay. Sorry, The Amy. first E. It's the only E and E got. <laughs> it's the E. <laughs> the first letter and E got. I do love the Met, though. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bella. Hi. Oh, my God. The mystery of it all. What the fuck happens in there? Like, no one will tell me. What? Uh, Katie sent me, like, all these, like, comments by celebs, like, that Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Like, she sent me a bunch of posts that they had posted after the Met Gala, and it was like, call me the Met Gala theme because everyone is just always misinterpreting me. <laughs> <laughs> what do 
I think so cool about being in there that everyone goes. I need to know. But I you go, know so you have bad. to be invited, and then yeah. you pay thirty thousand dollars. That makes no sense. Khloe Kardashian's never invited. That's fucking crazy. To that me. is crazy. And mm-hmm. Kai, Ka- yeah, because it's the all the other sisters uh-huh. except for yeah. her. and Kris Jenner is invited, but Khloe isn't. Yeah, that's Weird. crazy. We all watched Lula Rich, and I think we should talk about. I it. have I never it. felt so validated in my life. I told. Both of you to watch Lula Rich, mm-hmm. and I told my best friend Carolyn to watch Lula Rich, and all of you did. I watched I, it the next day. Nothing yeah. has ever happened like that to me, and I felt so Regina George, I can't even handle it. You know what else I watched? Booksmart. Stop it right and now. And I loved I it. I loved it so much. <laughs> it was so good, right? Oh it was so God, fucking so funny. Good. I, nothing makes me happier than the fact that, like, Carolyn was texting me about Lula Rich, Shelby called me about Lula Rich, and then at, like, 9.30 p.m. Emma was sending me Snapchats <laughs> of her drinking a bottle of wine being like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is so crazy. I was so angry. And then at the end when she's like, I will always sell for Lula. I'm like, why? I know that only the one woman who and was in it like randomly. Now sells Mary Kay. Oh, honey. She just needs to do better. I don't know. Yeah, I think, what the fuck is going on? Like when they I, were being recorded in like the, um, in the, like, like the, the court room. Oh. And the wife had, like, no... She's like, oh, I don't know the address. Oh, I actually don't know what we did at events. What do you mean? Like, why are you... Like, you look... Don't those oh. things ever just make you tired? Like, women that just do nothing to help women. It just makes me know. tired. Like, she I can't be... spitting out all this bullshit about, like, I wanted to give these women this yeah. and this and that Shut and this and that. Shut the fuck up. You didn't want to no. give women anything, Deanne. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't want to do anything for anybody. And it just makes me tired. Like, I don't have the energy to tell you that you're wrong. You should know that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Stop using, like, bullshit buzzwords of feminism to try and make it seem Mm -hmm. like you're doing something positive, but you're not doing anything positive Mm -hmm. for anybody but yourself. It just made me exhausted. So mad. And I love in the beginning when they casually mentioned that they... They were, like, talking about their kids, and they were like, we adopted this girl, and then she married our son. And I'm like, my mouth dropped. I so, had to pause it. I'm like, Corey. She goes, what so, just what happened? What, they're making white people look bad. God. Honestly, white people, get your shit together. Oh, God. Oh, like it's embarrassing. I know you mentioned where they asked her about, like, the feminism in the company, and he goes, can I answer that first? I was like, oh, you did! Oh, my I God. Was, I think I, like, actually screamed. No, because she didn't know what to fucking say. No. She literally said, she was like, I didn't know how to answer that. I'm like, fuck you. What are you talking about? You're building this empire for women and blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. And that fucking book that they were talking about, the proper feeding and growing of your husband yeah. or whatever the fuck. Oh and it's my like God. all the like base if you're on if you get on your knees for five minutes a day, your husband will let you do whatever you want. Are you I oh could God. have flames on the side of my face. I was so mad. I can't even express how toxic that idea is and the fact that she's like feeding it into like hundreds of thousands of women at these summits makes me want to kill her and like the women were eating it up they're like yes you're right oh my god what do you mean and them being like you need to retire your husband yes fuck (gasps) that fuck that and when they were saying oh like your your husbands can quit their jobs so then they're entirely dependent on the road that is so fucked up Oh my god! I That's like, like that you said that coworker of mine was gonna quit her job, like have her husband yeah. quit her job. What the fuck? What yeah. The fuck? What the fuck? You were gonna give up like a stable, real job in the real world with benefits and a four hundred one k to sell fucking leggings because that are ugly as shit. Get your morals together. I like how at the end the guy was like, "My ideal situation is we all sit at this restaurant and watch Repo go in and take everything out." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that same he guy means it." <laughs> that same guy in Lululemon had Kelly Clarkson had been invited and performed at the Lululemon like conference. Corey yes. <laughs> and I were dying. And this poor man oh. who was in charge of like customer service or something said that he, to this day. He cannot listen to Kelly Clarkson, which is a shame because Kelly Clarkson and Jason Aldean's <laughs> duet is his favorite song. He said that. And he, he said, I no love Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson broke this man's heart. And he owed him a like public apology. Dead ass serious. He was. God, no he one's going to know what any of this means unless I watch it. Go watch it because 10 out of 10. 
You heard it here first. Huh? It was 100%. a really well done documentary. Yeah. You were right. Yeah, yeah, it was so. It was four episodes. Mm-hmm. It was exactly as long as it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was easy to watch. Excellent graphics. Excellent music. The graphics were fun. When they made the LuLaRoe into the pyramid, that was cool. I like that. And I liked when they kept showing like the number the counter of how many. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are they getting all of these women to fall? Yeah. It, oh, it made me so sad. So and also, yeah, angry. if you want to be enraged, but like low-key entertained, watch it. Oh, I watched, um, hold on, I don't know what it's called. Malignant? Malignant? What is that Malignant? a scary movie? Yeah, on um, HBO. The first, but the beginning part of it was really good, but then it went absolutely off the track. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Really? But, like, it got so weird. And it was like, it had been a while since we had all, like, sat and watched a movie together, all of us, the entire time, we're talking to each other. Like, we're, like, making commentary. We're, like, guessing what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Like, the whole time. I'm and I was like, so oh, my glad. God. We are these people. That's my... I mean, my family's just mm-hmm. loud as fuck, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> tracks. Yeah. Okay, am I the only one, total side note, that thinks couples massages are fucking weird? Um, I once had a couples massage with my sister-in-law, so no. <laughs> it was super weird. <laughs> I just don't think... Just the, the thought of me and Hayden in a room in separate, like, massage beds <laughs> waiting for two different people to come rub us down sounds mm-hmm. the weirdest thing mm-hmm. I can imagine. It sounds like a dream I've had that I'm explaining to somebody else. <laughs> I can't. That I hope never happens again. <laughs> I can't even imagine... No matter what you're doing, there's someone doing it worse. There's someone doing it better. You're doing the best you fucking can. Stop comparing yourself to Instagram influencers. Live your life. And one day, you too will wake up and realize that 15 years of growth have finally come to fruition. (laughs) Someday, you will be able to make your bed without crippling anxiety. It's going to be great. That's not the whole part of it. It's just just the catalyst to my anxiety. Don't be little my girl. I get it, I get it, I get it, I'm sorry. Don't be little my girl in front of God and everybody. <laughs> Alright, well that's all I got, folks. We gotta go. <gasps> Bye! Hi, friends. Hi. Oh, I'm gonna crack her. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were done. <laughs> the problem is... Is that you put such magnificent spreads out when you're doing an audio podcast. Oh, we can Well, we about. usually chat for a while, but you baking a cake was half of our chat time. <laughs> this will drop after. Um, Hayden, happy birthday. I made your cake at Emma's house. <laughs> okay. I don't have to, like, put you on blast like that. <laughs> well, our oven died. Anyway. All right, I'm ready. Turn your phone okay, off. Okay, hold on. So, I like, can. mental health in your 20s. Yeah, deteriorating. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? I'm unemployed. I'm 25. What's next? Are you unemployed? You have a new job starting. Yes, in a week. And both are valid. Some therapists fucking suck, as my dad would say. 50% of therapists, doctors, whatever, graduated in the bottom half of their class. And that's just oh, shit. a statistic. <laughs> True. Last night, so Carl washed the sheets. Sunday is sheet washing day. You wash your sheets every she Sunday. Wa- sheet washing day. You wash them. <laughs> you wash we go down to the creek and we wash our sheets. Wait, no, no, you gotta do the R. You wash your sheets in the water. All right. Oh god. Don't get it twisted. Wash He washed them. I think it was last Tuesday. Because he knew she'll be, be out late. It doesn't matter what specific day that you wash. But your he was already in bed. Let's talk about how the fact that Deanne was being deposed in court. And had a fucking pink drink from Starbucks. Mm, she Man, did. Get your shit together, <laughs> honey. This is not the time for froth coconut milk. <laughs>